Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Got a really fun one for you guys today. And I, I know I say that every time, but this one's actually fun. So uh, today we have uh, Will Lanier, who is the founder of Outwide. Uh, for some of you that don't know, Outwide is the world's only nonprofit program designed by and for the LGBTQ plus CrossFit community. Easy for me to say, right? Uh, so Alwad is part of the Out Foundation, <laughs> and it's a 501-3C nonprofit dedicated to removing the barriers of access and inclusion in health and wellness uh, for the community through scholarships, advocacy, and education. Will, how are you? I'm great, man. <laughs> how did I do with that intro? That was a, that was a mouthful. That was a lot. That was perfect. We, there's so many acronyms and numbers, dude. Uh, even I get tongue tied. It's tough. It's tough, man. <laughs> like I, I, uh, I struggle with it trying to keep up with what they all are. And I, I have these two young daughters are uh, 16 and, and 18 and they're, uh, amazing. And they're way more schooled in the world of this than I am. And, um, they're way more up on it. Let me put it that way. So they, they educate me. It's nice yeah. having children to keep me educated, which is, cool. Hey, the young, the younger generations, uh, they, they know what's going on, man. Uh, even more than me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, so let me, let me give it kind of the brief story about how we came together. So when, uh, when I started this page and I wanted to, to start working with some charitable groups and, and to help in different areas of the community, I, my oldest daughter is a real advocate and, and said, you know, daddy, you need to find a group within CrossFit. So I just shot a, um, a story out and said, you know, who's the, the, you know, the big, you know, gay and lesbian group and CrossFit. And I got hounded. I mean, just pounded with DMS. I probably got a hundred in like five minutes. I had to delete the story because I got so many, I couldn't keep up. And everybody's like, you got to go to Outwatch. You got to go Outwatch. And a bunch of them knew you by name, which is when I reached out to you. So, uh, you know, I think it really speaks to the good work you're doing. So um, that's how we came together. How did you come to start this? Like, you know, obviously you were a CrossFitter. Like what, what happened? Yeah. Um, it's a great story and I, I tell it, you know, 10 ways a Sunday, but, um, I was a CrossFit coach in New York city in 2010. Um, when I started and I noticed that there were only a handful of, uh, LGBTQ folks at the gym. Um, granted this is back again, almost a decade ago. <laughs> I hate saying I've been doing CrossFit for 10 years, but, uh, you know, a decade ago, CrossFit wasn't what it is today. It was very small. Like the gym I was at was the only, one of the only CrossFits in New York city. I think there was like four on the whole Island. Um, and now I think there's probably like 20 or 25, but, um, but even being in New York city, I'm like, wow, there's only like four or five gay people that I know in this gym. Um, so I started a little Facebook group and at the time it was actually called gay wad. Um, to kind of take back the slur. Uh, but I invited everyone to the gym on Sunday cause we were closed back when gyms were closed on Sundays. And I was like, come, we'll, we'll do a workout. It'll just be us. And I invited, I think I invited every gay I knew in the city at that time. And like six people showed up. Um, it was great. I loved it. And we just did that for a little bit. It was, it was just, you know, a social get together, but every couple months we were noticing more and more people join so we had six and we had 15 and we had 30 and then 50. And finally we outgrew the space that we were in. So if anybody listening remembers the old cross at NYC space is on the third floor of this building on 26th street, which you should not have had barbells in at all. Um, 
the ladies from downstairs would come up with um, dry drywall in their hair. Like <laughs> you're dropping weights and it's raining drywall on us. Um, but we had to like start expanding. So we would uh, kind of travel around to different gyms. And that was kind of my goal. I've noticed also, uh, and it happens less now, but gyms are very clickish with their gyms, right? Like I only go to this gym and I only go to this gym. We're not going to cross pollinate anyone. And my goal with, we then had changed the name to Alwad to be more inclusive because Gehwad was not too PC and not too inclusive. My goal was to get people from all the gyms and come together and create our own little community that still had its, you know, branches in the different gyms. And I would even, uh, (laughs) people hated me for this. I would, in, in New York City, we would bring everybody together and I'd be like, all right, cross it NYC, you stand here. Cross it, um, Hell's Kitchen, you stand here. Cross it Upper East Side, you stand here. And then I'd team them up. I'd be like, one person from this gym, one person from this gym, one, you're going to work out together. Um, hated it at first and then they, they kind of liked it because they were forced to work out with people that weren't in their group. And I think that's what CrossFit's really all about is, you know, building a community and also not um, keeping people um, on the outskirts of that. So that's kind of what started. Um, it was just a side gig. We didn't really do much beyond just working out. Um, but then about a year later, uh, one of our events, we ended up with about 95 to hundred people. And I was like, shit, what am I going to do with, like, it can't be this all the time. Like I just can't manage it. I was literally, you know, had a full-time job and was doing this um, on the side and, so we started charging people and we were taking that money and just giving it to other organizations, um, in the LGBTQ space in the city. So, um, every month we would donate different monies to different places. And then, you know, fast forward, God, that was what 2012 fast forward to 2017. We were operating in like 20 States. We had, you know, groups going everywhere, Chicago, Miami, LA, Seattle, I mean, Detroit, like anywhere that you could think of, we had an outlaw going there. Um, and then finally in 2017, I was like, if this is going to do anything, if this is going to be anything beyond this like little social group, we've got to like do something about it. So I sat down, kind of looked at what in the CrossFit space and what in the LGBTQ space and what in the nonprofit space, what hole is there? What, what gap is there in care? What can we provide? And I, what I noticed is a lot of the nonprofits in the LGBTQ space, specifically when it relates to health and wellness, are on the back end. Like, oh, you are sick. Oh, you, um, you know, you're unhealthy. How can we fix that? And I was like, well, what if we brought CrossFit in and kind of fixed it from the beginning? Um, so that's how we developed what the Out Foundation is now is making sure that the community has access to and has, has the ability to go to and feels accepted in, um, in these fitness spaces so that they can make their lives better from the beginning instead of uh, going down the wrong path um, and being unhealthy and then trying to fix it from the back end. So that's where it all kind of came into. And that was in 2017. And that's when I quit work, didn't pay myself for a year, just like, you know, nose to the grindstone. I moved home, <laughs> uh, just to like get it all going. And that's why I have my Texas accent again. Cause I'm still in Texas. Uh, so 
uh, yeah, that's where Awad came from. And since then, golly, it's been a whirlwind. I mean, we just did our hundredth Outwad in 2019, a couple weeks ago, which never in my wildest dreams would that have ever been a, a thing. Um, and we've already got like 20 on the books for next year. So it's, it's, it's good. It's crazy. It's, it's fun. It's a challenge every single day, but I wouldn't do anything else. How scary was it for you to quit your job to oh do gosh. this full time? <laughs> um, it was scary, but you know what, John, it was like, it wasn't the right thing to do is kind of how I, I saw it. It was, there's so much going on in the world and there's so much happening. And I'm like, I have this group of people who are dedicated to doing really cool shit. How can I support them? And how can I make sure that it lives on, even if I'm not part of it? And that was creating the foundation. So I literally saved up so much money uh, so I could quit my job and move home. And, um, but yeah, it was scary, but you know, I just felt like it's what I had to do. And now looking back, I'm like, of course you had to do it. Cause now look at, look what's happening and look at the lives are changing. So it's, um, I made the right decision. <laughs> when you, when you think of the work you guys are doing, like what's the most rewarding for you? Is it facilitating the conversation in the gyms? Is it, you know, creating the scholarships? Like what, when, you know, what gets you up in the morning to do this every day? Um, so our program, our out athlete program, which is what our, our outlaws fund is it's, I call it a success program. Everybody else who works with me is like, don't fucking call it that. This sounds so stupid. But so if you're listening out wide staff, I'm just calling it a success program to the public. Um, it's, it's that program that really gets me going. So we have, um, we have 16 athletes as part of this right now. Um, we're onboarding um, some more. They, the applications just closed. But what they get is they get a year-long membership at a CrossFit gym. They get um, a month of meals from, well, was Cuttable Kitchen, rest in peace. We're working on finding another <laughs> meal partner. Um, they get shoes from Noble. Thank you, Noble. And they get um, like a class of 2020 shirt uh, from Beastworks. In addition to that, we have... Um, one of our staff members who's their coach throughout the whole process. So they have access to him. They get a nutritionist that ha that they have for a whole year. Basically it sets them up for success. And we have monthly calls with them like zoom calls and being able to see them and see their face, see them get excited about what, what's going on. Um, like, gosh, it's, it's literally the best thing. I was on the one last month and I was texting uh, Alex, who, who facilitates the program. I was like, this is the coolest thing. And I'm so happy to do this. And he's like, I know, right. It's like the best. And, you know, seeing these, these people, I, they range in age from like 18 to 34. Um, but they're in there changing their lives. Cause we talked to them. We're like, how's the gym going? They're required to go to the gym three days a week. They have like a lot of things that they have to do uh, to keep up the program. Cause it's not just like, we're not just throwing stuff at them, you know? Um, they were their accountability par partners too. So that's what gets me up. And that's the program that, that brings me so much joy to, to be a part of. I, I gotta be honest, Will, for food and no bowls, I might come out. <laughs> Swear to God. That's a great, great deal. No bowls, yeah. man, you guys went all in. 
Yeah, Noble, um, they donate all the shoes. So they're a great partner for us. Yeah, it's amazing. And yeah, I'd heard that about Kettlebell Kitchen. That's too bad. They were, they were good. They were. So um, what kind of obstacles are you running into, if any, at this point? I mean, you guys, it sounds like you've been doing this you know, for, I don't want to bring up the bad news that it's been a decade <laughs> again, but. Uh, yeah, you know, um, with anything, as we expand and as we want to do more, that just costs more money. And between you and me and whoever's listening to this, um, the, the biggest thing we run into is we're funded by small donors. Like we're funded by Outlawed. Basically you come to Outlawed, you pay 30 bucks, which is your donation to us. Thank you so much. Um, and we kind of, uh, we just use that funding to fund this program and, you know, Shit's expensive, right? So gym memberships are expensive. Food's expensive. Um, staffing is expensive. And what we don't want to do is exhaust our donors and do like, hey, give us more. Hey, give us more. Um, so this year, what we're looking to do, um, what, I, what my goal is, is to, to find some more corporate partners who have those bigger purses that they can be like, you know, $20,000 is nothing to MasterCard. You know, $20,000 is nothing to Reebok. Um, $20,000 to me is like, <laughs> yeah, to know, me too. My whole life. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's, that's the only thing we're kind of running into is those, um, getting some partnerships and getting that funding that said, I mean, if people want to donate $5, please, like it goes directly to, to funding these programs. Um, so that's what that's, you know, I think that's with any nonprofit though, is just finding, a way to make sure that we're engaging our donors and engaging people in Outwad, but also not exhausting. Be like, okay, we get it. I'm giving you all I'm gonna. Um, and then we don't want to annoy them to the point of uh, that they leave us. <laughs> right. How, how much are you still dealing with, even in this day and age of, uh, you know, for lack of a term, just, you know, bigoted people, you know, blasting at your organization. Like I know just personally, the little that I've posted for you guys and tried to help. Like I was shocked as a, as a straight male, the kind of the hate messages I would get from people for doing it. And, you know, I, I hate to say that I was so naive that I didn't think it was going to happen, but yeah, I kind of didn't think it was going to happen. I thought, you know, it's 2019, like we were, you know, people should be evolved at this point. And, and uh, you know, you start getting these nasty messages, like how much are you still having to deal with that? Yeah. You know, I used to get real pissed and I used to be like, a, a, I would get on the internet, I mean, and go ham on Twitter and, you know, just get really upset. And it does upset me because everybody, like anybody who comes to an outlaw, anyone I meet, they're like now my babies. And I tell them that I'm like, I am now going to protect you from the world. Um, so it, when any, there's a, like an attack or, you know, someone just being ignorant because they don't know, what they're saying, or they don't know how damaging what they're saying is, um, I get super protective. Um, but I've also evolved in my, my response. Uh, I don't, I don't engage a lot on the internet anymore just because that's what a lot of the trolls want. And these are just keyboard warriors. I like to call them. They're just sitting behind a keyboard. They think they're cool shit, but if you saw them in person, they wouldn't say a word. Um, and I think that's a product of 
I mean, we could have a whole discussion about social media. Um, and that's a product of digital media and, and the fact that you're hiding behind a screen and you say stuff that you would never say in real life. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm guilty of that. Like I, you know, will tweet at Donald Trump and like, he's going to read my tweet. <laughs> right. Um, he's like a fucking idiot, but you know, my points are valid and these points that maybe people are making aren't, but you know, what we say is just, uh, you know, people see what you write on the internet. You know, your followers, right? You've got four bajillion million followers. If you open a thread and you see a person who's made a really poor comment you can click on their profile. It'll say something in the profile. If it says owner of CrossFit X in my brain, I'm like, I'm never sending someone to that gym. And most people will be like, I'm never going to that gym because I've seen what this person says. And I, you know, everyone's entitled to their belief. Everyone's entitled to, you know, their set of values. But once you make that public and you put that on the internet and it reflects on your business, that's just going to, you mean, that's a gamble you make. And for me and for I'll speak for the LGBTQ communities, like we want to support businesses that aren't hateful to other humans, especially when it comes to our community. Um, and we make sure of that. So um, we're actually launching a, uh, a map on our website um, in the next few weeks. That's we'll highlight all the gyms we've ever hosted in Outlawed. So if you're traveling, you can log in again, you can like search the city and see what gyms have hosted an outwad and know that that's probably going to be a good place for you to go. Um, and then down the road, the plan for that is to give grades to gyms. So poor grades and good grades as to their inclusivity, um, and different kind of, uh, earmarks on what they are able to do in their gym. So like, if they hire an LGBTQ person, if they have a policy in their handbook, if they have a flag, if they have, you know, if they're a safe space, uh, certified space from, you know, the HRC. So different things that'll have a grade for different gyms. So you can see like, Hey, this gym has a 40% out of a hundred. Maybe we don't go there when we're traveling, um, or if we're moving. So, so are you going to allow gyms to, uh, man, that's a, that's a deep thought. He's like kind of blew me away with that. So I got to think of my question here, but uh, <laughs> will, will gyms be involved in the grading? Meaning like you, you know, if, if they want to see, like see your scorecard and say, okay, I want to get a hundred out of a hundred. So that oh, can, yeah. I'm assuming you'll provide to them in advance. Hey, here's, here's what we're grading you off of. And then they can, you know, kind of check the box. Yeah. And, and it, it, it's not to shame a gym. It's really to open their eyes to like, what holes are missing in what they're doing and how they can be more, um, more inclusive. Um, I mean, there are gyms that would never want to be inclusive and I'm happy to give them a 0%. Um, but there are a lot of gyms like, Oh, we just don't know what to do. And that's what we see a lot is we'll get emails. We're like, we want to be inclusive. We just don't know. Can you help us? So we're actually developing um, some education that we're going to put live on the site that gyms can download um, a couple of one shooters that really show like, here's one thing you can do. Here's the next thing you can do. And they're all very like simple changes or simple additions to what they already do that just can really 
do a complete 180 on their how their stance on inclusivity or how people see them as inclusive in their communities. You know, it's, it's interesting. Like I've always viewed uh, CrossFit gyms kind of like country clubs, you know, you, you pay a high price to get in, you know, they're, they're privately owned, even though they pay an affiliate fee, you know, they're in they're a small business. And so I've always kind of subscribed to the theory that they can run it however they want to run it. You want to run it like a country club and not let any certain kind of group in that's your right within that space. But I've also felt like people are going to vote with their feet. Mm-hmm. And I found, um, I mean, I, I work in corporate America and I have found that if you're not inclusive uh, and accepting of all, your space isn't going to be around very long. Like that's the kind of the interesting dynamic. Like it's hard to find, you know, once, you know, whatever your little niche group happens to be, you know, it's hard to find enough people to fund that. Like you need to be inclusive, not, you know, besides the fact it's the right thing to do. If, if you want to grow that business. And so it would seem to me it would be terrible business for somebody to, to not want to be inclusive of your group. Right. But, and I mean, I think you said at the very beginning, like it's 2019, like, what do you, this isn't a, this isn't, you know, years gone by that things aren't legal and, you know, gays can get married now. So therefore you should operate that they can facilitate and be a part of your community. Um, and I think I've said this a million times over and it's, it's something that I, I truly believe it's like the minute your community excludes anyone, you're not a community anymore. You're a click. And that's not what CrossFit is. And if you want to stay true to what CrossFit is, it's a community for all. You know, I think it's interesting. (laughs) Uh, it's interesting that you said that. And I think we've both said it now that, you know, it's 2019, like when, when I started the page, the first post I did for you guys was for Pride Month, and I got a whole bunch of hate messages, both in the thread and just like DMs from people. And I was subscribing to exactly what you said, which was, well, these are just keyboard warriors. They're just jerks that, you know, they're they're bigoted, but in, in real life, they would never do it. Well, when I was at the games, um, I was working with a guy. I'm not going to name anybody, but I was I asked this guy to to do a meet and greet at another vendor. And the vendor uh, is an advocate and, uh, the person in charge of their social media. Um, if I'm remembering right as, uh, I think maybe a lesbian sister or something along those lines. Anyway, they were kind of continually posting support of the gay and lesbian community. And he saw this and he said, I'm, I'm not going to be a part of it because my religion won't allow it, you know? And, and I just, I couldn't, I've never experienced like blatant, um, bigotry, like to my face, like someone saying it to me, like it's always been keyboard warriors. You know, and it took me so, yeah. so far back. I didn't know what to say. Like I was, I was like completely and utterly flabbergasted because I'm sitting there going, Jesus is 2019. Like, you know, it's so all I said to him, like, you know, we were in the fit aid booth at the time. I'm like, you going to the fit aid party tonight? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, you know, that's like a debauchery party, right? Like it's, it's a throwdown. Like it's going to be fun. There's going to be a lot of sin at that party. Just want to make sure you're fully aware that. You're labeling, you're labeling this, you know, as a sinful group, but you're going to be at this party with me tonight. You know, and that's all I could think of to do. I was just so taken aback and, you know, it's just amazing to me that it still exists. So I, you know, I say that to say that that's uh, a main part of why I support your organization is that I don't think we're past that. I don't even think we're close yeah. to past. Oh, definitely not. And I think there's a huge group of people that would and will advocate that think we're past that. And I think that's where you guys come in of, of helping people like me even go, 
it's not over. You know, the fight's still going on. We need to, you know, get the word out. And then, you know, there's the obvious good work that you're doing. Um, so you mentioned to me earlier, you guys have a lot of fundraising coming up. So what's 2020 look like for you guys? Lord have mercy. Um, <laughs> we, so like I said earlier, we have a hundred outwads this year. Our goal is the same next year. Um, we're pushing into the corporate space. Uh, we hired a grant writer for the first time, which is really great. We actually just launched our first chapter. So we're developing a chapter system, um, which expands on our commitment to the community. Um, so what happens during Outwad, right? Most gyms hold one Outwad a year. So we're there for two hours and then gone for a whole year. With the chapter system, it's our, it's our, um, it gives us the ability to maintain connection with the community year round. Um, and not just through fitness, but through uh, charitable activities. So working in soup kitchens, doing, you know, volunteer hours in different ways, but with the community that we built through Outwad and the Out Foundation and also have like social things that are outside the gym. Um, so we're doing, you know, a brewery situation for our first social networking, um, social networking, not on the internet in real life, social networking, um, with our chapter, uh, we're launching it or we launched it in Portland, Maine. So if anyone listening, um, we have our Portland, Maine chapter that launched it there. We want to make sure that it works and that we're able to serve the community well and how we want to, um, before we expand it. But that's one of the big things that's happening in 2020. Um, we have our first ever outwide championship, which is happening at the West coast classic in March, uh, which is huge. So the top seven men and top seven women, uh, competitors from the out in the open. So our leaderboard that we ran with the open, um, got their invites last week. Um, so we'll be announcing those competitors. So they'll have their own heat in all the wads at West Coast Classic, which is super dope. Um, we'll also be at with a Wadapalooza in February, February, what's that? 19th, 20th, something yep. like that. Um, so I'll be there solo. Um, we're doing an out wad there on the Sunday before the finals. Um, and then it's followed by a coffee talk with the founder, which will be me. So if you want to talk to me, um, I'll be having coffee with a bunch of people. So it could be fun. Uh, we're doing that at downtown strength and conditioning. Uh, Jess Bergman, if you don't know her, she's amazing. Uh, super big ally uh, in the Miami space. So the first quarter is really shaping up. Um, we've got a couple of competitions. We're doing, um, we call them love is love. Um, so they're around Valentine's day. It's in any gender pairing. So, um, however you identify and your partner can be however they identify, but they are full blown four wads competitions. We're hosting one in Austin on February 15th and one in Boston, uh, Massachusetts on February 8th. Um, so I'll be at both of those, um, facilitating emceeing, getting people to work out. So those are, those registrations are up and they're filling up. Super fun. How hard is it to write rules for a, a competition that allows transgenders? I don't, I don't, I know that question sounds like I'm dumb because I am a little dumb to this, this, uh, it's a very confusing topic. Well, very confusing. Um, 
Yeah. And so like, you know, like I, I try to wrap my mind around it sometimes like, you know, and, and now you get like, you know, and I'm sure you saw the South park thing a few weeks ago where they're kind of, uh, you know, they, this whole spoof of, you know, a transgender athlete, a female, and it was, it was basically, uh, macho man savage is the, the person they use for it, you know? And it was, you know, kind of typical South park spoof, but it raises the question of like, I don't, I struggle with how do you, how do you create rules or even judge that if you have, you know, um, someone who identifies as female, but has male physiology. Is that the right way to word this? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I should should have started this whole thing by saying, I'm going to say a lot of dumb shit. (laughs) Forgive me about phrasing things weird. I just don't know. I will correct you on one thing. Um, So transgender is an adjective, not a noun. Um, So transgenders is not, we can't say like, as a, as a noun. Um, so it's a trans man, trans woman, but never like a transgenders. So, um, and that's an easy, an easy, it's an easy way to be an advocate is. Oh, oh I've been yelled at that for so many times. It's just a slip <laughs> of the tongue. I, I think I did a yeah. post on it one time and man, I got hammered for that. Oh, I bet you did. They're like, I oh, know it's transgender athlete, not transgenders. I'm like, Oh, sorry. I missed You're it like, again. Sorry. Like and just the a, thing. It's like, if you apologize and move on, like that's, the best thing to do. Um, don't make a big deal about it. Um, just know that you made that slip up and it's great. Um, but to answer your question, I think the, um, I mean, this could go on forever and ever when we host our comps, they are, um, obviously in-house comps. They're not any sort of sanctional. There's not a purse. There's not, you know, anything, crazy we have a disclaimer um saying that you may use the weights that you with the with the gender you identify with if you are non-binary and identify with either gender we expect you to pick weights that are equal to your ability um so as like a non-binary athlete um maybe assigned male at birth wouldn't pick the weights that would be for the um the the competitors identifying as female. Um, and we put a disclaimer, like if we see you noticeably gaming the system, then, you know, you're going to be disqualified. Thank you for your donation. Um, but as far as trans competitors go, like if someone is identifying as a trans woman and living their life as a woman, then they can use women's weights um, because that's who they are. And that's the gender they identify with. I'm outlawed. will never, discriminate on like how you look oh you look more like a man so you have to pick the men's weight like no you know that this is this is the world we're playing in and this is how we're going to operate and like i said this isn't competitive sport like the nfl this isn't competitive sport like the crossfit games this is an in-house competition and if anyone has um a problem they can just email me because we're all here for fun um, literally you don't win any money <laughs> it's a fundraiser so but we've honestly never run into that. Um, we are doing um, a uh, one of the events at our Love is Love is going to be a weightlifting event. And it will be based on pure percentage of body weight. So you'll have a weigh-in at the beginning. Your weight for your lift will be divided by that. And that will be your score. So we eliminate, you know, any physiology in that or um, 
uh, gender in that just it's a score. Um, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just never been an issue. And I think there was an article that was recently put out by Outsports that uh, followed four trans athletes, um, like competitive athletes, and none of them have won anything in their sport. And they were all uh, trans women. So they were assigned male at birth and they were competing in some pretty intense sports, cardio sports, running, um, and some other things. And they haven't won anything. And if they have won, it's because no one competed. <laughs> you know, right. it's those random races that you're like, oh, there's only four people in this age division. And like, I've won those before. <laughs> right. And I'm not a runner. Um, so, um, I'll send you a link to that. It's actually a really interesting read um, to see that what people are most scared of is actually never, it is a very rare occasion that, that it happens. So, um, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a fear that people have and it's a issue that people bring up every so often. And it's, you know, they'll take the one case of the one thing and use it as their hill to die on you know, like that's not the norm. Um, but well, I've said forever, I've crossfitted for almost 10 years now. I've said forever. I identify with the women's RX. I, I know it's not the same thing, but it's the best I can do. Um, you know, it's it, the whole thing is interesting to me. And, you know, I, I only brought up the question basically to say like, you know, I think this is, um, this is an area where like kind of your point, people pick the hill to die on. Like, I think people struggle with thinking with separating that you could be an advocate and not understand something. Like yeah. I wouldn't even pretend to understand everything there is about your community. I like, you know, clearly I keep messing up, you know, how I label, you know, transgender athletes. Like it's just a slip of the tongue, but I don't understand it all. I've, I have it. I'm trying to get better at it, but it's a lot to learn. Um, Dude, And I work in it every day and I still don't know. So like, yeah, that's kind of the point. Like, I just, you know, I want to just facilitate the conversation for people yeah. to start thinking about it and talking about it. And truthfully, like, you know, of course, you know, uh, Greg Glassman's a huge supporter of the community and, you know, great guy. And, and, you know, they're allowing transgender athletes to compete and, you know, no one's won yet. I hope somebody does swear to God, simply because it'll facilitate conversation and make people think. That's all. Like, I don't care who wins the CrossFit games. I'm, I'm the weirdest CrossFitter. Like, I honestly don't care about the competitive sport that much, but um, I hope somebody wins because it'll create a lot of conversation and all of a sudden people are going to have to have that conversation. Yeah. You I know? mean, I hope it, I hope it does too. I don't, I don't see a, a, of all the athletes I know, I don't see a route for that to happen because, you know, as you know, just watching the sport, the elite athlete is the point zero zero one percent of who we are as a community, um, as a CrossFit community. Like I've been doing CrossFit for a decade. I can't break, you know, 25,000 in the open. <laughs> um, and I go every fucking day. <laughs> so right. it's not like it would, it, it, it brings it up in this article and I will send it to you because I think you should read it. The trans athletes have to train doubly is hard to make half the gains. And I mean, talk to Matt Frazier. He trains eight hours a day. He couldn't train doubly hard. There's no way. So asking someone to train twice as hard as Matt Frazier 
is asking you to kill yourself basically. <laughs> like it's, it's impossible. Um, but you're right. I do hope it happens. I hope there's, I hope we do have a trans competitor. I think, I mean, we would stand behind them hundred percent. How um, big, how big was it for your, um, your organization when Alec came out this year? It was, I mean, it was huge. I love Alec. He's such a sweet, sweet, sweet man. Um, I think it just gave more vis- visibility to LGBTQ folks in the sport. And it showed that you can be part of a marginalized community and still be a really great competitor and overcome any of the hindrances that come with, you know, being in a marginalized community. And it was super special to see him. We're like, he's such a support for us. Um, and he's a great face and he has a great face. So it helps. Um, (laughs) yeah. Um, but yeah, it was super helpful for us to just have, someone uh, from the recent games to be like, yeah, look, he's kicking ass out there. And he happens to like dudes like it. Cause there've been lesbian athletes since their sport started. Um, they're not given as much um, accolades, but you know, I think the first couple of CrossFit games had lesbian athletes. Um, every single CrossFit game has had a lesbian athlete. Um, you know, you have Nuno Costa who came out, or he's been out since he started crossfitting and, you know, he's winning in the master's division now. And so the representation was there, but it was really big to see Alec um, because he was such a big figure or is such a big figure um, in the current CrossFit um, roster that, that people are like, Oh yeah, cool. And I didn't see any, I mean, I didn't go through the 7,000 comments on his post, but I didn't see anyone being like really mean about it. I'm sure he's probably got some, but yeah, I've seen a few, like I've done a few posts on him. People will come in and they'll make snide comments, you know, like, you know, gay jokes still exist, you know, people still make them, you know, um, Alex, an amazing guy. That's why I ask. I I mean, I love Alex to death. He's, you know, besides he's just total sweetheart. He's funny and he loves my meme. So he's special to me. (laughs) Um, but you know, but yeah, and he loves mean girls. He, uh, he can quote every line in that movie, but I did, you know, kind of to that point, like there were 7,000 comments and he put such a bright spotlight, I think on the community. And, and for me, it was, um, like I got messages from people kind of along the same lines of what we discussed of that would say, I can't believe he has to, you know, come out in 2019. I'm like, what do you mean? You can't believe he has to come out. Like he's from a religious family. He's from the South. He's a top right. competitor. Like, you know, this, it's important to him. Of course he needs to, you know, and, he's just a great guy. So I, you know, I, I had had to believe that it was um, not so much uh, when I asked the question, not so much that it was helpful to your individual organization, but just to the community at large. Everyone loves to see someone that they can look up to. And he is that person. And I, I think it's amazing that he was able to come out and he can be that beacon of hope for someone who maybe hasn't come out yet. And is like, Oh, cool. CrossFit can be my place that I can be myself. Yeah. You know, I, I relate it. Um, my da- I tell the story all the time now, people are probably sick of it, but my dad's crossfitting now he's 75 and he just started and he started because he saw me do it. Right. He wanted to get healthy. And so he's back in the gym. He's been doing it for 90 days. And he's lost a whole bunch of weight. Well, I get messages all the time now from people that say, you know, my 60 year old mother or my 70 year old dad started when they saw your dad's video. 
you know? And so that, you know, I think of Alec and think, you know, how many 16 year old kids are there out there that look up to him that wouldn't have come out. And now they're brave enough to do it because they see this, you know, this, this athlete that they look up to uh, do something incredibly brave and now they're willing to do it. And I, you know, yeah. for me, that's the impact, um, you know, just how much he influenced others. Yeah. It's, he's an inspirational man and I love him for that. So we got a, a couple more minutes. Let's talk about um, how to get you some money, man. When to get you guys some money. So if someone wanted to donate to Outlaw, where, where, how would they do this? There are a few ways. So I'm going to give you a figure um, to represent or not to represent, to support one scholarship or one athlete through the success program. Um, we've done the calculation. This $3,924 um, for one person. Um, and we have 20 next year. <laughs> um, but so as a goal, I think that could be a fun goal for, um, for make wads great again. So if people pull out their cell phones, they can text M W G a 2020, all one thing through to four, four, three, two, one. We can put this in the show notes. I'm sure. Right. Yep. yep. Oh yeah. Uh, I'll send all this to you too. So they can do that. Um, and then they can also just go to outwad.com. Um, it will take them to the foundation site at the top. There's a donate button. Um, but what I want to do is set up a specific campaign for make wads great again. Um, so I will have that link for you and it'll be specific to the listeners, the donors. So there's a goal for, um, for y'all for the year. It could be, I, it would be cool to be like, Hey, this is the athlete that's sponsored by make wads great again. Yeah. That'd Um, be great. And they can get a cool shirt and a patch and (laughs) yeah, we can, we can absolutely, we'll, we'll put something together after we're, uh, after I get this posted, we'll, uh, we'll put something together with the patch and the, and the stickers that we do. And, and, uh, I still have a couple patches I need to give away (laughs) and, uh, I'll get it up on, uh, on my bio so people can make easy donations to you guys. Yeah. We're doing a big push. We also launched this program called double the donation. So if people's work, doubles um a lot of people who um have like a corporate job they have their some part of their corporate benefits are doubling what they donate to small organizations so we have a new system in place that if you make a donation it will search for the company that you put in there and then we'll send you basically like a link that says click here fill this form out and it will send it to your job and they will double it so your 50 dollars turns into a hundred dollars or you know, your 30 bucks to sign up for an outlaw turns into 60, which is free money from your work. Um, so we just launched that too. So we are got our fingers in a bunch of pies. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. Well, well, I appreciate you being on. I think this has been a lot of fun and I'm sure uh, educational for the listeners. We'll, uh, we'll absolutely get links on uh, my website, on my bio, and we'll get the codes out to everyone so they can, they can donate. And then uh, throughout the year, I'll continue to, you know, post out uh, your, uh, your events when they're coming up. I know you guys have one coming up in New York here in just a few oh, days. Oh yeah. Right? Next Wednesday. So the 18th yeah. is our final out of the year. Um, and it's hosted at Brick, New York, my home gym before I left New York um, at seven thirty. So it's a Wednesday night. It's our last hoorah. I'll be there. Um, so come out, come party. It's going to be one hour. And then we're going around the corner to the 
to this um, really fun gay piano bar called Uncle Charlie's. Um, it's literally around the block, like on the same block. So come work out and then come have a drink with us out to celebrate our 102nd outlawed for the year. And uh, um, cheers to the, to the holidays with us. See, if I were there, I'm not, I'm not fit enough to work out with your group. And I'm certainly not talented enough to go to a piano bar, but I'd give it a shot. <laughs> I'd give it a shot. For sure. It's for everyone, John. It's for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you haven't heard me sing. Oh, anyway. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, again, I appreciate you being on. I'll Thank see you, you in Wadapalooza. Yeah. In, uh, in just a few weeks. And Oof. I'll go, I'll, uh, I'll go to that coffee thing. That'll be fun. Okay, I'll, cool. I'll, I'll ask some inappropriate questions and make you feel them in front of a live audience. That'll be fun. Perfect. I love that. <laughs> and uh, for everyone listening, uh, if you get a chance, go check out the out, the, uh, the out foundation uh, on Instagram and their website. Uh, really, really great work they're doing there. And uh, for everyone, we appreciate you listening and we will talk to you soon. <laughs>